Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety and learn how to be more fully present in life. Each week, I'm speaking with experts in the fields of entrepreneurship, nutrition, mindset, sex, spirituality, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a writer, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. Through my own struggle to balance the demands of motherhood and life, I discovered that to truly be happy, we need to be present. Your journey to feeling less stressed and more blissfully present in your own life starts right now. Hey guys, in this episode, I'm speaking with Hani Berger. She's a health coach and founder of Joyville, which is a network of health coaches specializing in all different types of specialties. Um, and in this episode, we talk about how to hack your way into actually keeping your New Year's resolutions. And this is something that I wanted to release right around this time because I know this is when most people fall off the wagon. They lose that momentum that they had at the beginning of the year. So this is important. And I want to put something out there that's going to help you stick to that original resolution that you had for yourself so that you can accomplish that goal, that positive change that you had set in your mind. Um, and Hani here is going to help you do that. So enjoy the episode, share it with a friend, leave us a five-star review and a screenshot when you're listening to it and tag me on Instagram at motherhood Unstressed So I know what you liked about it and then I'll share it back out. Thanks guys. Guys, I'm so excited to announce that in addition to the CBD capsules that contain ashwagandha and green tea, we also are releasing a CBD tincture. It's a thousand milligrams, it's water soluble, it's organic, of course, and it's just another great way to take your CBD. Um, this is going to be a stronger tincture, so it's going to be stronger than the capsules. Um, and again, it's in a tincture form, so it's a little bit different. You can put it in your coffee, you can put it in your smoothie, or just underneath your tongue for 30 to 60 seconds. And we're just so excited that we're growing and expanding. We're in more stores than we were as of the last episode. So, you know, obviously this is something that's really touching people and helping people, which just makes me so happy. So go to motherhoodunstressed.com to order yours today, or if you're in Atlanta at Roots Press Juices or Nuts and Berries. Welcome, honey, to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to be on your show. Um, you have such an awesome cause and for talking to so many wonderful people. So thanks for having me. Oh, of course. And I think that, you know, at the release of the show, we're getting into February, getting into March. And that's why the release is at the perfect time, because what we're going to talk about today is all about sticking to your New Year's resolutions and how do you really create goals and stick to it. So I really do think that this is the perfect time to release a show like this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm ready to share my wisdom and everything that I've learned over the course of the many years that either through schooling or personal experience I've learned. Before we get into all of that, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of context about you, how you got to be a health coach, you know, a little bit about your origin story so they know. Sure. Uh, so I'm originally from Austria and uh, my entire family is still back home. I get to visit them uh, at least once a year. But so I grew up and um, already, I would say probably around age 13, I started to get really heavy into chocolate eating. I loved the chocolate. Mm. And um, so my mom, even it got so bad, I couldn't open up a bar without just having a bite or a box. I would eat the whole thing. And so my mom used to actually lock the chocolate away back home. Everybody else knew where the key was besides me. Um, and so I got really excited when I finally moved out and I started a job. I made money as so I could buy my own chocolate. It was really <laughs> big deal. Um, but from a career standpoint, uh, 
I first started working in Vienna in Austria and then got the really awesome opportunity to come what was initially intended to be for just a couple of years, uh, moved to Chicago to work at a hotel on Michigan Avenue there. And as things turn out, um, I fell in love in Chicago. And after four and a half years in Chicago, he had transferred to Atlanta. So that's how I actually ended up in Atlanta. And um, from a career standpoint, I was really for 20 years with this company, an awesome hotel company. I traveled the world. I um, spent time in India for a month and China for, for a little bit of time. It really was able to actually also travel within the U.S. here. Um, I also had an awesome team, I was, you know, small teams, large teams, um, and had some really meaningful revenue goals that I was able to achieve. So from a um, business perspective, there was actually no reason for me to leave. I had an awesome gig going with a wonderful company. Um, but if I flash back now on the personal note, as I said, you know, there was one side was the chocolate there. And then um, I actually got married uh, in 2006 to the man that I had met in Chicago. And unfortunately, um, things really fell apart very shortly after we uh, got married. And um, two years afterwards, uh, we went through a divorce. And I on purpose actually say this now in this way, I'm about to phrase it, but I put myself in a hole. I put myself in a hole for two and a half years and chocolate just became my biggest friend. Mm. Um, I really got depressed. I would wake up every morning with uh, just automatically putting on the worst song that would bring me right back into my misery. So literally like wallowing in my pain. Mm. And um, yeah, so it was Christmas 2010 when I finally decided enough is enough. I mean, I had gained so much weight. I was emotionally in a really bad place. I'm like, there must be a better way to living. And so Christmas 2010, I made the decision. And then fast forward over the course of the years, I realized that I had gone from one end of the extreme, um, lots of sugar and, 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 and just lots of food and, and nothing positive in my life to more the other end of the extreme that wasn't really a pleasant uh, uh, area either. I, um, I worked out really hard. I would work out six, sometimes seven days a week. I would, oh. um, I realized subconsciously I started counting calories and I would know actually even before I made the first bite of my meal on how many calories my entire meal would be. Um, I got really obsessed with it. Mm. And so clearly that wasn't a really good place to be at, but you know, at least I could afford eating all my chocolate in the world because I worked out so hard. I ran, I ran lots of mm. marathons. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, as, as the world would have it, uh, somehow I got introduced to someone who did an awesome school, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And so I got interested in really more from a learning perspective, uh, how uh, nutrition really uh, impacts our bodies. And so I actually signed up to this one-year program. It's all online. And I actually didn't even realize that the purpose of this whole school, this one-year program, was to become a certified health coach. Oh, wow. I, mean, I know. It was, just, it was, I think, like in, in months two or three when they started talking about, you know, just the business side of things. And I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. But it was um, about three months into it. The school really makes you go through a number of different um, diets yourself and 
um, one of the diets they asked us to try out really changed everything for me. And my chocolate addiction pretty much ended overnight. Oh, um, wow. What was the diet? You know, interestingly enough, it was whole grains. And so for mm-hmm. me, gluten-free whole grains, and I know there is this whole theory around um, all carbs are bad. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can certainly talk about that because carbs, you know, there's a big difference, the type of carbs that we eat. Um, but if you look at, you know, brown rice or quinoa or millet or kasha, all of these different um, whole grains that have so much nutritional value, uh, it really changed everything for me. And admittedly, at the same time, I also started meditating. Mm. And at the time, I mean, I, you know, I remember actually trying to do this cross-legged thing on the floor. My legs would fall asleep and so <laughs> uncomfortable and um but even then, when my brain was racing 100 miles an hour, sitting uncomfortably, it had an impact. Mm-hmm. So I just realized that health coaching and the process, that, that the techniques that we apply when working with, uh, with clients is so um, effective that I decided to start Joyville and grow a network of coaches. So today, actually, I'm not doing a lot of the coaching myself. I'm really, I have some phenomenal coaches that have extensive experience uh, for many years and are super passionate and they all have their own little niche about what they um, enjoy, um, the field they enjoy. I um, love working with busy moms and others that have more like the addictive behaviors and food cravings. So a, a whole array and my goal is just to grow this as big as I possibly can. No, that's amazing. And I think so many of the listeners can relate to a story like that, you know, being from one end of the extreme to the other and, and trying to find that balance and not really knowing, you know, how to get there. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to dive into that and and just let everyone know who's listening that you're not alone. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, some, someone else has been through what you're going through or, you know, struggling just like you. So you're not alone. And, and I think you're listening to this episode particularly um, for a reason. So to jump in to what we were originally going to talk about, because I kind of want to go back to this, circle back. Um, but um, what, why do you think that so many people fail at their New Year's resolutions? Yeah, so uh, statistically speaking, actually, um, about 95% of all diets uh, fail over the course of two years. And uh, the main reason why I personally believe uh, so many are you know, I hate to actually use the word failing, but, you know, just end up where they where they either did before or even end up with more weight on the scale than before they get started with their diets is because we try to do too much at once. We turn up on January 2nd and we have all the motivation in the world. We're coming from weeks, if not months of of uh, indulging ourselves in so much food that we are so motivated to keep, uh, to get started. And so, we start with a heavy workout routine, which in itself is, is, is actually adding more stress to your body. We, you know, change our diets. We go from um, all the foods that we had to low calorie and, and, and salads. And it, it's just not really sustainable in the long term because at the end of the day, your life still keeps going. Mm-hmm. If you're a mom, you're still a mom and you still have everything that you did on December 31st. You still have on January 2nd as well to take care of. You still have a job in many cases. So trying to shove it in 
and sustain that, I think is really why, uh, why most people fail. Yeah. I mean, I can speak from experience. I, I wanted to completely cut out sugar this year and, and, you know, lower my carbs, but really like cut out the sugar. And I would think it was five days into it. I was climbing the walls and, you know, grabbing Christmas Hershey kisses. So I, mean, I, I know it's incredibly hard and everyone who's listening, I guarantee you has been through some form of this. So what's the solution? I mean, how do people set goals for themselves and actually stick to them? Because it's hard. Yes, um, I think the the biggest magic actually happens when you become really clear about your why. So, so many of us, when we think about our news resolutions, we think of it in terms of a number. I want to lose X amount of pounds. Um, I want to, you know, run a half marathon in a certain amount of time or even like I run a 5K for the first time. But at the end of the day, those are not really jazzing you up. You know, they, mm. in many cases, they even seem daunting. You know, just, oh, my God, so many pounds. How am I going to do that? Um, so what we do when we work, um, regardless if it's now busy executives or if it's the busy mom, because the challenges are quite the same, we start with your why. And so as you think of your why, you might start with, okay, oh, let's just say I want to lose 10 pounds. But then ask yourself again, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? What's, what's the reason behind it? And then, so you go down the rabbit trail of, well, I want to look better in my body. I want to fit into my jeans again. That's a great start. But even there, there is something deeper behind it. Um, if you do fit into your jeans again, if you do feel good in your body, what's changing in your world? Um, you know, so often when we, we talk through this um, kind of exercise with our clients, it's about self-esteem and confidence. And, mm-hmm. um, and even if you then start taking that further, you know, why is even that important? Because in some cases it's about, you know, not having been intimate with your husband for months, sometimes years, and you just want to feel that, that, that intimacy again. Or in some cases it's completely on the other end of the spectrum where you say, you know what, I want to stand up for myself in the office and I want to be able to speak up because I have great ideas. And at the moment, I just don't feel that way. Um, I talked once to a mom and she said, you know, at the end of her trail was really about the time to communicate with her teenage um, children uh, that are currently getting into a place of, uh, you know, everything is cool and the friends are cool and just mom doesn't, it's not so cool anymore all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And she just wants to have a good relationship and open communication with them. And so you may have started with 10 pounds, but you know that you have your why when you get chills, when you really feel that you get emotionally involved um, um, and in some cases teary-eyed because you're like, okay, this is my why. And once you got that why, you plaster that around the house, in your life, on your reminders. I mean, like it is in your life. That is your motivation. I love that. And how many times do you start out with a client where they say it's, I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to cut out sugar. And it ultimately leads to something completely different that maybe they didn't even know that they were dealing with or struggling with. Most of the time it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 um, I think because partially also we have been so trained by, 
um, our surroundings, if it's the media, if, you know, if it's magazines, TV, whatever it is, even, you know, social media, it's just, it's, it's really tough because there is so much, um, you know, so much of it portrays this absolutely perfect living and, you know, the perfect vacation, the perfect family, like, oh, I want that too. And at the end of the day, and I come back to my own life, you know, even what I share with you today, I don't do this perfectly all the time, but it's awareness. And this is the other Mm -hmm. thing when you ask about, like, how do we succeed? It's just bringing awareness to your day-to-day um, to your emotions, to your fears, to um, the things that you really want in life. So it's, yeah, it's 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 barely ever where we where we get started that that's really the end result of what's your why. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, what are some key things that? you know, the listener can do to bring in that awareness, to bring in, I mean, because in a lot of cases, I think women don't even know what would make them happy or what they want. So what are some key things that you do with your clients to to bring that why into the forefront? Mm-hmm. So it, actually, it's funny because I just did this exercise even for myself um, at the start <laughs> of the year. So um, most often to is, is to go back and reflect actually on the past. Um, so for me this year, for example, I chose instead of writing a business plan for Joyville, which, you know, I'm so jazzed up about obviously um, growing this passion here of mine. But I realized when I looked back last year, I checked a lot of the boxes off um, from a work perspective. But there were things on my personal side that I didn't do so well. Um, and when I say didn't do so well, it's just the things that truly make me happy. And so to come back, I started this year with what really made me happy in 2018. Um, and I have, you know, journals that I write or I have even a calendar in my office, a, a plain and simple calendar where I write down anything like concerts that I go to or um, evenings with friends that I really enjoy. So I could look back and say, you know what, those were really moments that made me happy. Mm. Um, and so having the awareness about what makes me happy uh, has absolutely um, influenced what I've written in my, and this sounds so cheesy, but it is a happiness plan for 2019. Mm. Um, because if I was good about checking all the things off that were my business plan, I know, and it's already been proven over the last two weeks, that I become as good about checking off, checking off, I don't know, I'm, for some reason, we love checking these boxes off. Yes. About the things that are on my personal side. So going for walks, going to yoga, you know, dancing, all the things that I know just bring so much joy into my life. And I think the same you can also do with things that aren't going so well. So let's just say um, you get frustrated, I do um, actually a fair amount of speaking engagements around um, stress management. And one of the scenarios that I like to share is I, I remember so vividly um, a few months back, I was on the Sunday morning at a grocery store and it was up not even nine o'clock. And at the cashier's desk, there was um, a line and I was, I think, number four, number five in line. And my initial reaction was, I can't believe it. There's another cashier. Like, how dare you not have another cashier? And so what I share with people and what I really encourage um, your listeners is to the awareness, pause, stop. Stop in that moment of frustration, of fear, of whatever you're in 
and bring yourself into the current moment. Mm. Because I think just this, number one, a realization is it really that big of a deal? I mean, if you want to get extreme, you can even go and say, you know, when I go ahead and pass away in old age, is this truly going to matter what I'm just going crazy about? Right. It just puts things in perspective. I love that. I love that because that's something, especially, you know, the majority of the listeners here are mothers uh, with kids and careers and, and tons of stuff going on all of the time. And we need that kind of reminder. We need that miracle moment to just stop and, and breathe. I mean, personally, I, I'm definitely a person who needs that because you can get so caught up in the rhythm of daily life that you forget that, you know, what really matters, you know, mm-hmm. and I love that you just said that. Yeah, and I think, um, and it's, I, um, I listened to um, just the other day to one of your podcasts. I think it was Robert Mack that you had on um, yeah. the podcast, and he was talking at the end about something I'd, I'd love to pick up too. And this is this this magic of gratitude. Mm. You, you, if you are in that moment and everything just seems so frustrating, um, and you really almost want to come down on yourself thinking of something and uh, even possibly already having something written down that you can just easily come back to that you're grateful for um, is truly a magic pill because you, your body, your mind cannot be in a place of fear or anger or whatever negative emotion there might be and be grateful at the same time. Mm. And so pulling that out and just to say, gosh, thanks so much. I'm alive. Thanks so much. My children are healthy and happy. And, you know, even if I have just the biggest fight with my daughter right now, you know, I, I want to make sure I, and that she lo- I love her and she knows that I love her and I will tell her this again. I'm just so happy to have her in my life, even if she is just not cleaning up her room right now. It's driving me nuts. So, you know, as, you know, it's interesting. I, I speak sometimes to people that say, I can't really think of anything to be grateful for. Mm. Um, and honestly, I've been there. Like in those two years after my divorce, um, I couldn't think of anything to be grateful for. And But mm. what typically happens is something has, has to happen for you to realize how good it was before. Um, my mom just told me the other day, she's, you know, I said, mom, are you, um, are you, uh, do you have the cold? And she's like, well, I can breathe through one nostril, but the other one is somehow blocked up. And so I was thinking, well, that's awesome. She still has one. She <laughs> one. Um, but I even had an injury about a year ago and I, I love yoga and I could, there were certain things I couldn't do. And I realized, oh my God, I'm so grateful that my body and my limbs in general work and that I mm-hmm. in general can do a downward dog and, and um, all these things. So it's, there's, the, I mean, like the, the smallest things you can be grateful for, you, you will come up with something. I love that. And I feel like the more you do it, it's like working out any muscle, like the better you get at it and the quicker that you can pull something to the forefront of your mind and be like, okay, I'm grateful for my roof or my, you know, my gorgeous comforter that keeps me warm, like whatever it may be, like you just get better at, at finding things that you are grateful for. So, yeah. So true. And actually to um, add to, you know, the, the, you know, as you just said, it's like training muscles. That's actually really from a scientific standpoint true. Mm-hmm. Our brain connections, um, they they look for a paths that have been 
established over uh, you know the last many weeks and months. So think about it as uh, if it's pouring rain and there are certain alleys that the rain drains down. It's the same path unless you start digging another path mm. in the ground where the water can run. And so that's exactly what happens when we try to change our thinking in general. If we try to become more grateful, if we become more joyful and happy, all of these positive things, and they start, they feel so difficult because our brain connections just have not been established. And the more you do it, the more you reiterate a positive thinking, um, these brain connections truly are established. Um, I actually have the real joy and, and, and fortunate situation to collaborate with um, singer and songwriter Jewel. And so she is... Um, if you read her book, Jewel Never Broken, she talks about how when she was homeless at age of 18, she was so anxious. She was could not get out of her car, which was her roof over her head, mm -hmm. because um, she had this absolute belief that as soon as she stepped out of the car, she would get sick. And so at one point, she decided that this anxiety that she felt that it actually was a similar feeling to excitement. Just one of them is negative and the other mm -hmm. one is positive. So in her head, she started to flip the switch. Every time she felt anxious, she said, no, I'm excited. Anxious, no, I'm excited. And she said she would do that about a thousand times a day. Wow. And for the first few days, nothing happened. She said about after two weeks of doing this over and over again, things really started to change. And that is absolutely supported neuroscience at this point. So you got to keep at it. That's brilliant. I love that. And that's amazing that you worked with her. Well, yeah. So we're, um, at the moment, my health coaches and I were, were um, publishing articles on her website right now. And we're in the process of really expanding the partnership. Jewel is doing festivals around the country this year. They're called Wellness Your Way Festivals. Oh, um, cool. Denver and Cincinnati and, and Nashville and some other locations. So um looking to be part of that. So yeah, it, it, that's super exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. So going back to, I mean, you, you own this company. It, it has all these different health coaches with their own particular niche. For our listeners who are on the fence about hiring someone or maybe feel like, oh, you know, I should be strong enough to accomplish my goals on my own. What, what are the benefits of working with a coach? Sure. So I think it's interesting because um, even though I have all the um, book smarts and now also personal experience by coaching other people. Um, even I realized the benefit of just simply having another person to open my eyes. So even I today, I'm actually meeting with one of my health coaches this afternoon because I'm looking for guidance. And sometimes it's just an outside perspective that can really put things um, into a a truth and into a reality and in a much more objective way. So um, health coaching can do that um, in a way with someone who has been trained. So um, in any time, even if you, let's just say, uh, uh, want to, you know, um, make changes in your life, even partnering up with a friend of yours, the company is always better because you create an accountability between two people. But having a health coach, um, they are trained in number one, as I said, you know, to help you become really clear about it, your why in the first session. Um, and then you uncover um, 
areas in your life that cause for you to really stand in the way of reaching your goals or reaching your intentions to um, uncover the stresses in your life. And you then really start working backwards to say, okay, um, if this is happening in this moment, what led up to it and how can we, you know, heal or improve uh, the circumstances leading up to certain situations that really resolve um, wherever you do feel those hurdles. Um, and it's interesting because although my health coaches are so super passionate about a certain um, um, in group of individuals, so like I said, you know, we're working with some very busy executives of Fortune 500 companies, and on the other side we work with the super busy moms, but the challenges are actually quite... Um, um, just from a structural standpoint, the same. It's often time, it's time, and there's motivation. Um, so having the, the tools, but specific now to your circumstances on how you as a mom can um, create more space in your life, how can you create respect from your children, um, you know, how to... Um, have a moment of self-care and what does self-care even look for you to have a partner to think that through um in my mind is really priceless i have one of the health coaches she herself is focusing on moms and she has five children and she runs a business on the side too and so wow it's you know it's amazing the the the, the wisdom you get from her but one of the important parts and this is so it's part actually even the joyville purpose statement um that we all all our coaches so greatly believe in and that is our need and our desire to actually give the power back to you so we will come to the table with solutions but we will really look for you to also be a, an active participant as to how what can you do? What can you, um, in your mind, what is the first best thing you can do to reach your goal right now? And so we go through a health coaching session and, you know, you may have added three or four topics um, to the plate of what you could do. And maybe we have added another five, six or seven topics to the plate. And then at the end of the session, you look of your, you know, of this platter of options and then you get to decide at the end of the sessions what are two, maybe three things, no more, that you can do and you feel like you can ace over the course of the coming week or coming two weeks. Because it's, it might even start with, you know what, I'm going to focus on drinking more water. That's an awesome goal. I mean, our body, 75% of it is water, 85% of our brain is water. If you can just commit to that, that's huge. And so we never really start with the things that may be uh, your biggest vices. So, for example, for me, you would never start with chocolate. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the success of some of the things that you have already achieved through some of the smaller things right at the start. And you start building and building and building on top of it. And so before you know it, you nudge yourself closer and closer to your goal every time. And then the other beauty, obviously, is that with a health coach, you you have an accountability partner. We check in with you. But we also are your biggest cheerleaders. We will open your eyes to the beauty you are already today, to recognize the things you already shine today 
um, and that you ace today. And so often we just completely disregard that and we always focus on the few things we don't do well and completely ignore the oh, things. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in many ways, we, you know, our health coaches just really build you up and, um, and, and, and bring that awareness of the beauty that already exists within you. Um, so it's, it's all around. I just, I just think it's a wonderful way and um, a great way to really establish change in your life that you can sustain. And that's what we're after. If you are looking for, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds for the wedding in three months, we're not it. Don't call us, you know, <laughs> we're really looking for um, to something work deeper. Yeah, to say, you know, this is, I'm looking for long-term change to really be the best person I can be and live the best life I can live. I love that. That's so beautifully said. And I feel like, you know, you help people make a change and then it's not like they're coming back for years and years and years. It's like you ignite something within them and then they are on their own path. You know, you just, they needed some help initially. Yeah, so true. So true. So, um, so our initial programs are 12 sessions and then um, often clients, you know, decide to keep going just because they now have feel like they have either come a lot closer or have already achieved some of their goals that they have initially put out. And then they say, you know what, I really uh, would love to work on another goal and I'd love to have your help. But at the same time, the beauty about health coaching is that we really show you how you can progress on your own. You, I mean, you, you will have all the tools um, and on how to do it. You, you know, it, it's something that... Um, you know, I always say doctors are just phenomenal people. Um, they have been trained and in my mind are scientists and, and one of the smartest people. But also when we go to doctors, we most often feel that everything they say is the truth and everything mm -hmm. they say I must comply with. And therefore, if the man with the white coat and the black uh, clipboard is telling me to do this, then I should do this. In health coaching, um, our goal is really for you to get that power back and mm -hmm. to recognize that your body and your intuition is giving you so many answers that you have in many cases just forgotten to listen to or trust. Oh, um, I love that. I love that. So, so to, yeah. put, to put a bow on everything on this interview, what's the one thing that you want our listeners to remember from this talk today? Mm. I'd say um, I'll probably bring it back to, to the why. You know, just if, if you get on um, in an evening, on a Sunday morning, whenever you have the 10, 15 minutes to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and really start going down that trail to say, what's truly at the end of my rainbow? Like, what is it that I want to achieve and really get this emotional connection to what it is, I feel that um, your listeners would be so much more successful in really taking the steps on an ongoing basis and not just for the first few months so I can look good in bikini by the mm. time summer rolls around. Right. I love it. So for our listeners, um, how, what's the best way for them to connect with you and learn more about your practice? And I know you wanted to talk about a special that you're doing just for them. Yeah, just for your just for your listeners. Um, so first, you can find uh, find us at joyviel.com. So that's j o y v i a l dot com. It actually started with you know jovial, just happier. I just <laughs> I love that. 
Um, but certainly we're on Facebook um, as well on the Joyville, uh, on, um, on Instagram at Joyville Health Coaches. And yes, for your listeners, um, I will actually have a special of 10% off if you reference Motherhood Unstressed when you give us a call um, for the following two weeks of uh, once you air the program. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I always like to end with some rapid fire questions. So uh, okay, if you're ready. <laughs> I know you've listened to the show before, so you kind of know to it. I always change. Yes. Okay. True health is um, feeling vibrant. For me, that means really that's a physical, an emotional, and a spiritual way of feeling vibrant. Mm. I'm grateful for. Um. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for having, having been really almost, I would say, um, pushed through my own life circumstances through all the hardship that I've gone through into doing what I'm doing today. I'm so passionate about um, sharing with the world what I've experienced. And so I'm really grateful to have the means and have built the relationships around me to offer um, something that I really think can can change the world. Oh, absolutely. I love that answer. And lastly, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Um, I think if I would have understood um, going through my divorce and through other um, pain points and challenges in my life, that pretty much every single one of them is making me a better person, making me um, really actually even help me get to why I've been put on this planet. I do believe everybody is put on this planet with a purpose. And, you know, this could be be the most awesome mom in the world or to, you know, just have a different capacity in a corporate environment or in a specific cause. But I feel now looking back, if I would have understood that the pain that I felt going through my divorce will lead me because honestly, without it, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Mm. So mm. yeah, if it, it's, it, there's a truth behind it, but also um, in now as I go through pain points, because they always will happen. There will, there was always going to be something that's going to throw us off. And, but now I can, with that realization, I can, it gives me perspective in the moment. Now I can say, you know what? This sucks right now and it hurts, but I know something good is going to come out of this. And what is it that I already can take today out of this to make this a good situation? What a way to end the episode. I love it. Thank Mm. you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. And uh, thank you for all that you're doing in the world. Same back to you, um, you know, you, you creating the forum. And um, I think this is, this is the beauty of, I think, this, this generation that we're in right now, too. There are so many of us that are just so truly passionate about what it is that we're doing. And, uh, you know, financial is obviously a piece of it, but it, at the core of it all is just helping other people. And I really do appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share what I'm passionate about. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me be part of uh, your listeners' home. Absolutely. 